ladies and gents, back again. Exciting, last episode of season two. Can't believe we've already done 16 episodes. Like I always say, and I always mean it, another special conversation. This one with Odie O'Connor, former owner of Baby Blue before he shut it down and current owner of Boxcar Pizza. One of my favorite t-shirts in the arsenal. Yeah, me and Odie, we caught up. He's the first guest that we've had from out of state. His parents live in San Diego. He was down here for Father's Day, so he drove up and we had a great conversation here at Hot Tongue. Like I said, Odie owned a Neapolitan uh, pizza trailer in Portland before opening up his all Detroit style, square style uh, pizza, which is boxcar um, and retiring the baby blue. Who knows, maybe one day it'll come back. Uh, I haven't had the pizza myself, but I have had multiple friends, uh, team members, and people I know uh, that come into Hot Tongue and tell me how good his pizza is. Me and Odie had a great conversation. It was an instant connection. By the end of it, we had started a band, look out for tour dates. Odie is a master in the dark arts of vegan cuisine. All his, his pizzas and creations happen to be plant-based, which is something I'm all about seen as uh, that's what we do here at Hot Tongue and, and what kind of my focus as well. So we had a great conversation. We cover a whole gambit of things. Odie is an amazing dude. I appreciate him making the drive up here from San Diego just to sit down and talk to me for an hour. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I had having it. Odie, I love you. Boxcar forever. Enjoy the podcast. Rock and roll forever. Mac DeMarco. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with a special one. We're here at Hot Tongue because we're not in Portland right now. I'm here with Odie O'Connor. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks. He drove all the way up from San Diego to come see us because we're not yet on tour. Not yet. Owner of Boxcar and not the forgotten Baby Blue. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. I like to start these off with a gift. This is actually a re-gift from, uh, do you know of Donna Jean? Yeah. Roy? Yeah, I don't know them. Have you ever met him? No, no, no. Well, he gave me this. They're down in San Diego. And they have one in LA. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He gave me this and I said I would re-gift it. To a man and a myth and a legend. There it do, is. Do you have this book? Anthony Falco. I do not, but I know of this book. Perfect. This is a great book. I, ha I already it. had a copy. This is, I think, one of the best illustrated books. Yeah, to, it's beautiful. To put on a shelf mm -hmm. and probably like look through the pictures, but I don't know. We'll see if you read it or not. Oh, I'm going to read it. Yeah? My favorite picture in there is like he has all of his pans on his leather couch. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. This is beautiful. You're welcome. The best gift is a gift re-given, you know? What's in the back there? Is that a... Santa Monica Farmer's Market's Wholesale Pass. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm keeping that. Yeah, keep that. Yeah. Keep that. That's from Roy himself. <laughs> All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Pie to pie, 15 questions. I used to say a little under a minute to answer, but that's gone out the window. Okay. All right. What attracted you to pizza and who ultimately taught you how to make it? Um, you know, I started off as a home baker. Uh, I told you uh, I used to be a tattooer slash bartender. And then when I went vegan in like 2015, I was kind of bummed about like the pizza options in Portland. It's come a long way since, but um, I really couldn't find pizza that I was like really into. So I just started making it myself and I got like the version one of those like uni outdoor ovens um the the uni pro i think it was it was like the first one and yeah i just got really into it at, at my house and then uh, who taught me how to make it was um uh when i got into pizza and i was like i kind of want to like run with this i just emailed uh my two fr they're now my friends but at the time i didn't know them at all um scott riviera who does scotty's pizza up there and then will who does handsome's pizza and I would basically just like, hey, can I get you guys coffee and kind of pick your brains? And they were both super cool. They were like, yeah, let's like, let's meet up. And then they told me about this guy, Craig, who does Grace's Pizza up there. 
And then I emailed Craig and I was like, hey, let me come work for you. And he was like, yeah. And so Craig at Mililo, I would say, taught me how to make pizza for sure. And uh, he was great to learn under because he's like this East Coast kind of like cut and dry dude. Like when you mess up, he's like, just like tells you straight to your face, you know? So like, it was like a very quick learning process, you know? And he taught me about like sourdough starter, baker's percentages, all that stuff. So you worked for this dude? Yeah. For how long? Probably about a year and a half. He had a wood-fired pizza truck. He's got a brick and mortar now. But uh, the reason I wanted to work for him is because he had a truck. And that was like originally what I wanted to do. That was like the first uh, first thing I wanted to do. So um, yeah, he had Gracie's and I emailed him and we would go around and do events. And he had this like, I think it was like this Ford truck from like the seventies. And it was just constantly breaking down. I was driving down the freeway, broke down. It was just me in there. There was like people driving by honking, flipping me off and stuff, but it was an adventure. You kind of learn like firsthand. I was the only employee. So you kind of learn firsthand, like the backside of a business where you're like, oh, things are kind of constantly going wrong and you have to just kind of like take the punches as they come. And that's exactly how it still is today, right? Every single day. Yes. <laughs> just getting the shit kicked out of you. Constantly. Yes. You just have to be, when people ask me about owning a business, I'm like, you just have to be down to like, constantly work and constantly be on call and then also just problem solve as long as you can problem solve you can keep you can keep doing it you know the shop's still open right now yeah shop's still open right and now you're taking a week off here i am and yeah. i i would i would say that that is a testament of of a well-run business well, thank you thank you got a great crew it's not on fire things are going well uh -huh. there's not 15 one-star yelp reviews no not yet not yet not yet no well, actually <laughs> i uh i leaned into the like review thing so on our boxes now we have a qr code that's like like your pie online reviews help us out a lot and it's like you scan the qr code it takes you to google reviews and uh, that's actually really helped out because I feel like people are so much quicker to leave a bad review off of a bad experience than they are to leave like a good review off of a good experience, you know? So, yes. But yeah, I've leaned into that. And yeah, the shop's running. Got five employees down there now. And it's like such a good crew. It took a while to get to this place. Um, I learned hiring well is like so important, you know? Um, but yeah, you know. What's the hiring process? I mean, in the beginning, I was just like, this person seems cool, you know? Um, but like sitting down and having a good conversation with them and then like also like trusting your gut when you're like, I'm not really sure about this. Because every time I've hired someone where I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure about this, without fail, 100% of the time, you have to end up firing them. And like, that is just the worst day. Um, you've probably had to fire someone before. That's it, awesome. Like, oh my God. It like ruins my day. I can't sleep for like a week before. And, uh, yeah, it's How just good. Brutal. Does it feel after it's over though? When yeah. after, after it's over, I'm like, Oh man, I should have done that two months ago. Yeah. It's like a weight lifted. Like you wouldn't believe. And then also like immediately you can sense improvement in the pizza shop. Cause like typically that person is bringing morale down, you know, in one way or another. I, yeah. I'd say that's like the major reason for getting, getting, having asking somebody to leave yeah not telling them to leave but yeah and uh but yeah i've had to fire people before and they were like i don't want to say like begging to not be fired but being like come on man just give me another opportunity give me another opportunity and you're just like dude just let it go um but yeah hiring well is huge love the crew we got now small crew five people everyone's like tight and mm -hmm. you know cover for each other and stuff like that so Good. Feeling very fortunate right now. Kyle from Little Dynamite and Mar Vista, he said uh, that I really liked. He said, if shit is weird, shit is probably weird. And and I think that's when you're when you're hiring somebody, if you get those those weird vibes, even yes. if you need somebody. Yeah, it's it's important to to know that shit's probably going to get weird. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. It was like. This was during COVID, so I was doing interviews on uh, the phone. And it was like, I had a kind of a weird conversation with this person, but we needed someone. And so I was like, all right, we're just gonna give her a shot. And she literally lasted one day. Um, so shit was weird and <laughs> shit was weird. So. <laughs> well, at least it was only one day. It was know? one day, yeah. but it was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, and well, then also that, that like- That was also a weird fucking time. Yeah. And- 
But yeah, the other employees were like, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. who the fuck is this person? Yeah. You know? So you kind of look like, I a, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met him. Yeah. And I was like, listen, shit was weird. So I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. That one was on me. But that was also a skill I had to like kind of acquire as a business owner that I never had to do before. Yeah. Learning to hire well. I think it's, like, I think it's like one of those things that's super hard. Just you, you think I've always just been like, oh, you know somebody or like, oh, you need a job or yeah. like blah, blah, blah. And every time you do that, it's like, it's really like 50, 50, totally. you, get, you get lucky or it's like all of a sudden you have just like this toxic person in your restaurant that's just bringing everyone down. Yeah. And if they know someone who's working there and then you have to fire them, it's like kind of this weird mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, I mean, my first person I ever hired, Gus, when I was just still doing pop-ups, he's still working with me. He's a manager at the shop now. So like he's been with me for five years. So I'm always like, that was just like such a lucky hire. Cause that was one of those times where it was like, I was working at a sandwich shop with his partner. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I need someone to help me with a pop-up. And she was like, hire Gus. And I was like, okay, he's hired. Um, but that was just like so lucky because he's just, he's been like so solid time so that's great yeah you can get lucky going that way but i feel like it's more uh more likely than not you're not gonna be lucky yeah mm -hmm. well shout out gus you gus are, he's a real one augustus jordal uh you had a wood fire pizza cart cart trailer not a bicycle cart not a bicycle cart. uh that closed uh it closed like right around boxcar was opening right yeah, there Boxcar, was some cross was between open for about a year. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. you were doing both. Yeah, I was doing both. Baby Blue closed at the beginning of 2022. Okay, and Boxcar opened in 2020. So, was there that? what was the reason that you didn't just take, uh, like your thin crust trailer situation and put it into this bigger brick and mortar? Why, why, why did you decide to say, I'm going to create a whole nother business model and I'm going to do Detroit style pizza instead? So a lot, it was a lot of circumstance and then a lot of just like curiosity where it was like when COVID hit and everything kind of shut down, um, my girlfriend and I were kind of locked at home like everyone else. And we, I ordered some like Lloyd's pans and I was like, I'm going to see what making Detroit style is like. And I got really into it and it was really fun. And I kind of got passionate about it, um, but I was just doing it for fun. And then my friend hits me up and is like, dude, there's this pizza spot that's, the dude wants to sell the lease, you should do it. And at the time I was like, that's crazy, dude. It's like the world is shutting down. Um, and then I like specifically remember hearing about the murder hornets. If you remember that, yeah, the murder hornets that, were coming. Yeah, that was sick. And when I heard about that, I was like, you know what? Like, we are all going to fucking die terrible deaths. <laughs> I might as well just do it, you know? Mm. So um, I took that lease over. And uh, that spot had conveyor belt ovens in it already. And me taking over that lease was all the money the business had. Mm. Like, literally, I wrote a check for, like, what exactly was in the bank account. And so I couldn't really change anything. Um, I had to put pans on a credit card and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, we're just gonna make it work with this conveyor belt. And uh, I just went for it. And so, yeah, it was like circumstance, but also I had like previously like had interest in it. Yeah. Um, There's no way I could have afforded to put a wood-fired oven in that space. And the space is really small too, 535 square feet. So like every inch is used. So like storing firewood would be next to impossible in there mm -hmm. and uh venting it in that space would be really difficult too um but yeah i just uh i decided to just do one in one you know had the wood fired detroit style and why why did you decide to just close down shop baby blue oh man it was like it was tough running two businesses um i did have a manager running baby blue but you know, even when you have a manager doing it, you're still like a lot of your brain space is taken up by it. You're still always like concerned about it. And in the beginning of opening a boxcar, it's like, I mean, you know, when you're starting to open up a business, you are going through it. It's like so stressful, a thousand problems, so expensive, everything's going wrong, you know. Um, and I just couldn't like, I honestly just was not in the mind space to have two businesses. And I was like, I'm just going to focus all my attention on boxcar instead of like kind of being spread too thin between these two things. Mm -hmm. And also the food trailer situation is meant to be like owner operated because 
in Portland in the winter, it gets super slow. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you pay someone to be there, you're like losing money. Mm -hmm. In the summer, it's great. But um, I mean, it's really hot in there. But um, in the winter, it gets so slow. So it's like, I was kind of like, why am I putting in all this effort to like on some days, like lose money during the winter, even though the flip side is like summers are great. Um, and I just kind of was like, all right, it's kind of like firing someone, you know, I sold the trailer and then I was like, I feel so much better now. I can like focus on something. I have like better work-life balance now. Yeah. So you had to fire that part of your life. I fired it. Nice. You know, but I look back on it fondly. It was crazy. Food truck is so tough. I will never open up another food truck. Yeah. I much respect to people who can do that. But uh, it's a lot of work for very little return. Interesting. Uh -huh. And the you idea... Think, you think that the, like, the overhead is like a lot less. It is a, so much less. So much less. The rent on my first space where the food truck was, was I think it was 650 bucks, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. And we were in a good, great little spot, you know, like super centrally located. But the amount of food you can sell is a lot less too, because like what you have in there, it's like we had a couple of low boys, the oven was taking up a third of the place. So yeah. it's like, and you have to store all your dough. And then also we did 48 hour dough. So it was like all of our fridges were just like packed, you know? Um, so it's like, you can sell a lot less food than you can at brick and mortar. And also like the, the fall off during winter is crazy. Whereas like the fall off during winter in a brick and mortar isn't really that bad because people want to be inside, you know, they mm -hmm. still want to go out, but they want to be inside, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, the overhead's low, but the return is a lot lower too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, do you use sourdough? I use sourdough. It's a hundred percent sour DZ. Uh, baby blue is a hundred percent sour DZ with, um, boxcar I do an overnight auto lease with the starter in. And then the next day, uh, we spike it with a little bit of yeast to get like a big old rise on it, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. And is that something that you grew yourself or did you get it from a bakery? Or? I got it from Craig, uh, who I learned from at Gracie's. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, yeah, take some starter home after your shift tonight. And I was like, so stoked. And I put it in, you know, one of those, like, what do you even call them? Like the things that everyone drinks out of with like the plastic lids that. The 22 ounce cup? Yeah, 22 ounce cup. I like put it in there, capped it, went and put it in my car, went and worked the rest of my shift. And at that time, I didn't know like it was, it's going to grow a lot. And mm -hmm. I went back to my uh, car after my shift and it had come out, burst everywhere, down in my gear shift. I don't have that car anymore, but there was like sourdough starter just like flaking out for like a year and a half after that. The but, car uh, was naturally leather. So natural, dude. <laughs> oh, fucking heady. This bad boy runs on sourdough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got it from Craig and his starter at the time was like 10 years old. And at the time I was like, oh, it's so cool. It's like so old. But every person who's like serious about starter, when you say that to them, they're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old it is because it's like you're replacing the flour <clears throat> and water every time. So it's. Everyone loves an, a nice origin story, though, you know? Yeah, you know? So, like, give it the history. Yeah. Give it the, tell the story. I'm like, this This is starter. 10 years old from San Francisco. It's old it as dirt. Yeah. yeah. It was fermented on a bum's beard <laughs> down in the tenderloin. There's still hairs in it, yeah, baby. Exactly. You see this those? This is lactic magic. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Usually there's a higher hydration in squares. What's, yeah. what's your hydration? 70. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can you take us through that dough process? Because yeah. squares are, it's like very different for everyone. Totally. You can see some of our squares right now are just sitting on top of the oven. They're looking good though. Yeah. They are looking Let's good. Let's hope so. So where the dough process to where we are today has changed so much since opening. Um, we parbake now. I don't know if you knew that, but... You weren't par baking? Not in the beginning. Mm. No. Recipe but, uh, for raw dough. What'd you say? You said it can be a recipe for raw dough. In the and dough. that was the problem yeah. we were getting is some people were like, hey, I'm feeling like it's not cooked all the way through, which was so stressful at the time. I'm sure. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but yeah, start off doing an overnight auto lease with the starter in. So 24 hours on that. And then uh, the next morning, someone comes in. Mixes up the rest of the flour, salt, water, a little bit of yeast. We do like 0.5% yeast. Mm -hmm. um, oil, like 5% oil, 2% salt. Um, mix it up, fold it a couple times, let it rest for like 10 minutes. 
portion it, let that rest for like 25 minutes, stretch it out to the corners, another like 25 minutes. And then at that point, because we spike it with the yeast, we can get like a quick rise on it. Mm -hmm. Par bake it off for like four and a half minutes at 550. And uh, the par baking, although it's a lot more work, it's like not only a sure like no raw dough in the middle, but it is like a much better product in my opinion. Bottom's super crunchy. Uh -huh. And like the middle is so airy and fluffy still. Cause you bake it twice. It's like so much airier, so much less dense. Yeah. It's like a lighter eat, you know? Cause Detroit style is like fucking heavy pizza. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Like the most important thing in that process for me is like the overnight auto lease. Cause if you do same day dough versus like the overnight auto lease, the same day dough, it's like, there's no, uh, structure in it it's just like that gluten doesn't have enough time to develop and putting the starter in overnight with it it like makes it super sourdoughy because it's feeding off it all night yeah all night and i just love the sourdough taste too that's kind of like so you, are you leaving that at room temperature no okay no it, it's a cold ferment overnight. so then you what's the auto lease is it you put the flour and the water together Fla yeah. and, and you do you let that sit by itself or is it all three of those ingredients all three of them right out the gates okay um and some people who are like extreme nerds will be like well that's not a proper auto lease because i guess you know an auto lease you're it's, supposed to be like just flour and water yeah. you know you make the fucking rules i make the rules this you is my pizza saying? shop shut the fuck up nerds yeah so uh that's what I tell everyone when they come. Yeah, in. yo, I'm shut like, the fuck up. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'll have. I'm like, shut the yeah, fuck. Up. Yeah, well, you'll have what it, I tell it, you. You're gonna it's, have. It's true. And then I'm like, tell them about my dough for about 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. And by that time, they're they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that time, there's a one star Yelp review. Yeah. 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 This guy's an asshole. <laughs> I'm going down the street. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I do like uh, an auto lease. That's not really a real auto. How much? So, so how many uh, squares you panning up a day? Uh, each morning we do about like one sixty, <sighs> and then we do we always have about Your forearms. Let's just be getting. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I have three dough shifts a week, and like I can't do any more than that. Um, the other dudes have two, and two, but um, and we have about like 50 gluten-freeze on hand at any time because that's really popular. You guys do gluten-free here too, right? Gluten we, only, we only do our like Detroit style yeah. uh, pans that we use are all gluten-free. What flour do you use? We use Authentic. Okay. It's called Authentic um, and they're out of Gardena. Okay. And Never heard of that one. That's good. You should yeah. uh, you should give it a go. Hell it's yeah. definitely different. Do you use Fiore glute? Yeah. 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 The Caputo stuff is like so user friendly. Yeah. It so is easy. real, real. I mean, the, the recipe on the side of the bag is like, wow, this is fucking yeah. magic. Yeah. I've done that before. That one's crazy too. That's like a 90% hydration. So it yeah. just like huge. Yeah. And it's, and it's and like, you can blow minds with that. Mm -hmm. Uh but I feel like Caputo has like, it has such a, a taste mm -hmm. to it. For sure, yeah. Like you can, like you can tell that it's Caputo away from, not in a bad way, cause it's good flavor. Yeah. But it's expensive I, I want neutral shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, gluten-free flour. You just uh, start milling tapioca and fucking millet and concocting my own yeah i also don't like how they all come in like those individual bags that you're cutting up yeah, yeah you're, like, you're losing some yeah it's like a trash bag it's full like of plastic worst shit when yeah. it falls on the ground yeah it's uh i've also tr i've tried cup for cup and i've tried bob's red mill caputo is like my favorite one I've no because so i think you have to add stuff to those i think so too like guar gum or some yeah. shit oh yeah you're supposed to do that but i wasn't about to no. fuck with that I no like i'm not trying to make my life more complicated let's make it easy yeah yeah let's make it easy but authentic you have to try that out authentic brand yeah authentic brand shout out aaron rice and the rice family let's get a sponsorship in here let's go rice family come on what's the hardest part about not working with uh dairy and meat the hardest part is like people coming in who are expecting like traditional omnivore pizza. Um, Cause when I started off, I was like, I want to just make good pizza that happens to be vegan. I don't want it to, the selling point to be like, and it's vegan, you know? Cause I yeah. feel like a lot of brands, their selling point is that it's vegan. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's corny or whatever, but I was always like, I just want it to be good. I want people to seek it out because it's good. And then it's like, and I feel like that's what you're doing here. Like you as well, where it's like, 
I read an interview and you're like, I'll put my slice up against any other slice in LA, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so yeah, people coming in who have like, who haven't been in before and sort of have a preconceived notion of what pizza is supposed to be. Cause everyone loves telling you what is and what is not pizza. Of course. Of course. Cause everyone's an expert, baby. That's, um, <laughs> we're all in our own reality. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like a lot of times the people, like there will be a family that comes in and like the kids will be like, oh, I want to try it, I want to try it. And like the parents will be like, no, you won't like it. So it's like, it's interesting sometimes where it's like, oh, this little kid is like open to this and like wants to try it. But the parents is already in their head that it's like, no, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. But um, honestly, the thing that makes me so stoked is when I get reviews that are like, you know, vegan or not, this is great. I'm not vegan. I love this pizza, you know, because... That was always my goal. Like, it's just good pizza. But yeah, the most difficult thing is probably, you know, just like getting people who already have it in their head that like vegan food is bad food, um, just to try it. Because honestly, like, unless people are like lying to my face, like they're not like, it, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't even tell this is vegan, you know, which is, I guess the goal, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's the goal. I think that, like, what you're talking about, too, is, like, the, with the kid that's like, oh, I'll try it, blah, yeah. blah, But it's like you're trying to get over that five-letter word. Exactly. You know, that holds so much weight. Yeah, and just so much, like, because there was a time in, like, the 90s and stuff, it was, like, there was a lot of bad vegan food out there. There was a lot of bad cheeses, you know? I'm not going to call any particular one out, but, you know... The originals are usually like kind of the worst in my opinion, but I mean, I'd almost argue that now that it's like, it's, uh, it's too over congested with bullshit. Yeah. And actually I mean, there's like, and that's why it's even harder now because there was kind of like this boom, this like trend thing to be vegan, to go plant-based and all these things popped up because it was easy to. Yeah. And now, now we just have a bunch of like people thinking that these subpar vegan options on people's menus mm -hmm. are like what vegan food is. Yeah. And well, so much of that, and there are even whole vegan restaurants in Portland built off this, like I buy everything, like nothing is made in house. You know, I buy it all from whatever purveyor and it's like all just like pre-bought stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's not really the best representation of what it can be, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, it has like a bad reputation, I feel like, in the omnivore. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So like that's, uh, it's, it's tough to get over that. Yeah. To really just be like, hey, why don't you blindly come eat this food? Exactly. As like, maybe think of it as a different cuisine yeah. instead of it being this weird fucking thing that's called vegan with all this shit on it that you're unfamiliar with. Yeah, that's why we started doing slices too is because a bunch of people would come in for lunch and be like, y'all got slices. And we never did slices because it's just a little bit more difficult with Detroit style pies. But um, I was like, man, all these people, like they don't want to commit to buying a full pie, which is understandable, if, especially if you're by yourself. I'm like, they, if they just like tried it, I feel like they would be coming back. So we started doing slices during lunch and that's actually helped a lot with like getting people to try it, you know, because it's, it's less of a commitment than buying a full pie. And yeah, how are the slices? That's great. Going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit. The best representation of our pizza is if you buy the pizza, eat it there, you of know, course. have that experience. Um, Detroit style pizza does hold up well in a box. If Very you take well. It. Yeah. That was a problem that I had at Baby Blue is like it did not travel well. Mm -hmm. You know, the box steams it, all that yeah. stuff. Gets a little fucking yeah, on the exactly. bottom. That's the, that's the move. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the, it, it reheats like nice, you know, it does get a tiny bit more dry, but for our slices, we, I don't know if you guys do this, but we, the original bake, we cook them for like two minutes less. Cause we're going to like throw them back in the oven, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it does dry it out like a tiny bit, but it's still good, a good representation, especially to someone who's like just interested in trying it. What's some advice you can give to people to make a better plant-based pizza? It all starts with the dough. You know, I think sourdough is the way to do it, but I think you can get good pizza out of pretty much any, you know, if you put love and care into it, you're going to get a good pie, but it all starts with the dough. Um, you also don't need to, there's like this saying like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. And there's a couple places around 
town that'll do that where it's like, oh, you'll just throw everything on it, you know? And that's like, that was, I think that was like a kind of like hot in the vegan scene for a while where it's just like, it's these crazy, like everything on it pizzas, you know? Um, but I think like a simple pizza is a little bit better. Kind of showcase your dough, showcase your sauce, showcase your cheese, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a simple pizza can be just as good or in my opinion, better than a pizza with like the toppings are falling off and, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeseburger pizzas. Cheeseburger pizzas. We do have one of those on the menu though at Boxcar, but, uh, there it is. There it is. But it's simple. It's simple. You know, you got a thousand island on that thing. I mean, a secret burger sauce All right. All made right. of veganaise, ketchup, relish, and everything that goes in a thousand. You island. make your own relish. Uh, no, I don't make your own relish. All right. I know we're frogs. What's your? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a fucking frog. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite pie yourself that you make? Uh, the Bianca. Okay. Classic white pie. Uh, we make sausage out of textured vegetable protein. Okay. Um, TVP. Baby. TVP, baby. Uh, Mott's ricotta. Ricotta is like this tofu based mm -hmm. cheese we do. Um, uh, the TVP sausage, crushed reds, sea salt, fresh basil, parm. It's nice. It yeah. eats light too, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, that, I would say that's my favorite. That's also probably the most popular. Um, classic. Classic. Yeah. All right. What's uh, the favorite pie that you do? This is my interview now. Uh, that is a great question. It really differs from day to day. Yeah. Being here all the time and obviously eating pizza. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that buffalo looks good today. Or yeah. I'm just going to fucking pour a, four ounces of ranch on that plain slice. Yeah. Uh, or I'll, I'll fuck up a cut on the gluten-free and I'll just eat the smallest slice. Yeah. So it really day to day. I always say like, people are like, what's the best slice? And I say, well, all of them, all of them. And I'm biased because they're all my children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But most popular slices, what the POS says, which I wouldn't trust it. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> fuck you. Hunger rush. Uh, is that your POS yeah. person? Hunger rush? Yeah. Um, is the white. And okay. our Sicilian. Yeah. What slices? Did you, you've been here once time before. Yeah, oh I God. had the that one. day you were here. I got to tell you off camera. That was a crazy day for me. Was it? Yeah. Well, you know, the the life of a business owner. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um. Uh, wait, what was the question? My uh, favorite slice. No, did you? What did you eat when you were here? Do you remember? Oh, I had the. Well, remember the that? Square. That was only a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had a square slice, so I had the gluten free. Yeah. And then uh, I had, it wasn't like the. I don't know, was it good? It was delicious. All right. Very yeah. Uh, how did you decide your cheese alternative? Just trying different ones, being like, this is, in my opinion, the best. Who do you want? What cheese alternative do you use? What's, uh, who, good we shout, who we shout now? Good, good planet. planet. Yeah. They're from the Northwest, aren't they? They're from the Northwest. Um, uh, for a while, we were, we were using Violife. Mm -hmm. That was like in the beginning of like the pop ups. It was so weird sourcing that. I had to like email this guy. His name was something Friday. I think it was like Lucas Friday. Yeah. Charles Friday. It was Charles Friday. That, that sounds like a sick name. Yeah. It was so weird though. Hey, it's Charles Friday. I got your <laughs> vegan cheese over here. Yeah. It's all made in Greece. And we all, and we all always just over uh, email and I would be like, hey, I need more cases and he'd mail them to my house. Sus. And that was Violife. Super sus. So sus. And just like not sustainable, you know? Hey, uh, just, uh, I'm going to mail these to a P.O. box. and uh, need a couple of two-tree bags. Coming from Greece. Yeah, so uh, we did that for a while. And then kind of when I started like getting more serious about it and being like, oh, I have to find like uh, more reputable places to get cheese from. More just like I can do it whenever I need cheese. Yeah. Not like email Charles and be like. Give me like two, three weeks, you know? <laughs> eat Jolly Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one need uh, a re-up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we found Good Planet and um, I really like it. It's good stuff. Had you used anything else before that? Um, uh, in the beginning, I think we were just doing Vile Life. I think that was... You never used like Follow Your Heart. Oh yeah, we Daya, used Follow Your Heart. Or... I mean, we started, I mean, I definitely tried Daya. I always thought it was Daya. It's Daya. It, 
after having a long conversation with the lovely Canadians in their tent at a pizza expo, okay. it is have a nice day. Okay. Yes. And you trust Canadians? Well, they, yes, I do more so than, than Americans. All We're right. going to have to cut that out. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that out. Uh, I did not say that. That, was, he said that is fake news. This is a deep <laughs> fake. My mother is Canadian. Well, oh, no way. My favorite musicians are Canadian. Who's Bieber, that? Drake. Boom. Two for two. And Mac DeMarco. Okay. And Austin Powers. Mac DeMarco. I played a show with Mac DeMarco. One time. You did? Yeah. Did he stick a drumstick up his ass? He did not, but he came to an after party with us and- Drank his own urine? Uh, I mean, he might've been by the end of the night. That yeah. man is wild. Yes. And I actually left the party early. I'm not that much of a party animal, but uh, that guy's wild. Yeah, I believe it. But it was Charlie Friday there? Great music. Charlie Friday's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of an omnipresent guy, Charlie you know? Charlie Friday was at the party. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come in the bathroom, boys. I got some other white. <laughs> I got some cheese, if you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We were talking about Canadian musicians. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Celine Dion? Celine Dion. Um, we were listening to her yesterday in the car. Yeah. Yeah, we had a Titanic viewing party at our house about a month ago. Oh, such a great movie. Pay me like one of your French girls, God, Jack. it's a classic, mm. dude. How are they going to find that submersive that is looking for the Titanic right now? Uh, I, oh, man, this is sad. Uh, I think that the oxygen is out, and I think it's, it's not, it's not going to sound good. Dude. It's not looking good. No. No. And I think... If we're going to talk about this real quick, I think it's fucked up how mean the internet is. There's yeah. like real people on this ship and like, yeah. the, I don't even think the memes are that funny. It's like, this is the problem with humanity yeah. where it's like, we're all so disconnected and people are like, they have a bunch of fucking money. Fuck them. This That's is what true. you get for having a lot of money. It's like, dude, have some empathy, be a human and just like take out the money or whatever it is that you don't like about your life and mm -hmm. just like, let's all... Just that's that's life on that yeah. on that submarine, you know. That was deep. Well, I th is I, that a Charlie Friday quote? I, Char <laughs> I might be on that Charlie Friday yeah. Adderall, dude. You know what I'm saying? Dude, the thing I did find kind of funny about it is like the stepson of the billionaire on there. Have you like seen him online at all? No, he was like I, tweeting I, at Blink One Eight Two. He's like, Blink, I'm coming to your show tonight. This is what my step my stepdad would have wanted. Like he they he wants you to like cheer me up with like your songs of hope and stuff. And then he was like tweeting at some like only OnlyFans models and stuff too, trying to like- This is, who's his dad? He's on the sub, his, the, he was like the billionaire on there. Uh, Herbert oh, Hubert his son was doing that. His stepson, yeah. Well, maybe they have a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. I don't know. All, you know what, maybe- Everyone's going through their own thing. Everyone's you know? going through the motions, maybe, the human race, uh, we're all just trash. Everyone is on their own metaphorical <laughs> We're all just raccoons. Underneath the sea, and we're raccoons. Yeah. So. Anyways, <laughs> it, it is, anytime uh, life is lost, it's devastating. Yeah. And I think people should take it a little bit more serious. Yeah. It's, it's funny to get on Instagram and joke around about it. Yeah. But I don't care how terrible you are. People are really desensitized. It is, so, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it, I think there's a problem with that. Mm-hmm being that desensitized to certain things, yeah. you know, like what, where do you, where do you bridge that gap to come back and, and be an empathetic human being where it's yeah. like, man, this is some dark humor and it's funny, but like, man, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I think that happened with like people's lives being lived online now. <sighs> it's yeah. just, it's another thing we can blame on COVID. Yeah. I mean, this is a hot take, but I didn't like COVID. I think it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, you know? I didn't like COVID Disagree either. Disagree with dude. me yeah. if you want, dude. I stand by what I said. I mean, that is, that's the triggering okay. argument. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people really loved COVID. They loved it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get back on track to, <laughs> yeah, to pizza. We'll probably cut all that out anyway. Uh, why do you think people from the East Coast think their, their pizza is better? Or is it better? You know, I feel like if you go to any specific city, people are going to say that their pizza is the best. You know, in New York, they're like, it's in the water. It's in the water. I don't think it's in the water. No. Um, I just think people kind of get this uh, 
what'd you call it? It's like, it's why they root for their sports team in their area. You know, it's like this pizza. Indoctrination. Best, you know? Indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, why. You have no choice. You right. were born into it. You will like I'm just this. born into being the best. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not my fault. Nah, it's not my fault. So <laughs> getting... But yeah, I mean, people from New York think their pizza's the best. My favorite pizza, Scotty's in Portland, Oregon. You yeah. Know? Uh, I've never had it, but it looks so great, good. Dude. And he's a great guy. He's a great dude. He, so. se he seems like a, a great dude. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, and also New York has that reputation where it's like they're the pizza city, you know. Um, but they have so much pizza. It's like maybe there's bound to be good ones. There's bound to be shit ones. They do the dollar slices. Not good. Trash. Trash. Yeah. Raccoons. But like, what could you be? What would you expect for a dollar? You know. Yeah, well, some people claim those slices are good, but maybe... They're lying to your face, yeah. Dan, and you should not trust those people. No. All right, respect. All right, what do we think about pineapple and pizza? I love it, dude. Everything has its own time and place on pizza, you know? Everything. And But, and, but people are so passionate about it, where it's like... And I think this also comes, stems from, like, the, on, like the critically online thing, where it's yeah. like they just want to have, like, an argument. It was like when there was this whole thing about people being like, I hate the word moist. It's like, I don't think anyone really hates the word moist. I think you're using that as like... I love that word. Oh, it's the best. It's such a good description. Like if Moist. You, yeah, you, if you say moist, I just think of like a kind of like hot piece of cement Oof. after it's, it's rained and you can just see steam coming off yeah, of it. Yeah, and you can smell, and you smell it. it. It fills the mm, senses. It like, floods the that's senses. That's the kind of moist. And then you taste yeah, it. Then you can, yeah, then you get on the ground and you lick <laughs> yeah, the concrete. Exactly. Like, God damn, this is yeah. good. And you How can do I put this on a pizza? concrete that you've licked that's dry, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, people, uh, pineapple on pizza, I love it. I think it's great. My favorite pizza is like some sort of like pepperoni alternative, you know, or just some sort of briny flavor. Mm -hmm. Pickles are great on pizza. Yeah. People see like, you put pickles on pizza, that's weird, but it's like a pickle is this like briny, salty thing. A pepperoni is this briny, salty thing, you know? Um, everything has its own time and place on a pizza. Some yeah. people are like, ranch doesn't belong on pizza, you know? I think ranch is great on pizza. I think ranch should live. That's what I'm saying. On pizza. And sometimes it does. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, people like to have like strong opinions about things that are just opinions. You you're, know? you're right. I think it comes, why, why do we love to argue about things? This could go back you to know? the submarine situation. Let's it's go like, back like, to the submarine. People just like to, to talk shit online, yeah. huh? Every conversation leads back to the submarine. It kind of does yeah. right now. You but, know? uh, it was the orcas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. We got to get off. Of <laughs> what it. if it was? <laughs> it could be. Okay. This goes deeper than we thought. It could be a conspiracy. Yeah. It goes all the way to the top. Um, but yeah, I like pineapple on pizza. What about you? Pineapple is one of my favorite toppings. We don't have it here. Yeah. Um, just because I think if we had pineapple, people would be making some fucking gross ass pizzas. Yeah. Uh, oh, can you do because like it? Because it yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be on every pizza. I'll tell oh, you that definitely much. Not. I think pineapple should should be pineapple, jalapeno or pineapple, and maybe you know, pepperoni. Yeah. But. That's classic. Keep, keep right it there. simple. Keep it simple. K Don't be putting caramelized onions mm -hmm. and pineapple yeah. and fucking all the sauces. You know, but that's, that's what I'm saying about ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Where it's like I've never heard that. I like that. I say it constantly. Yeah, ten yeah. pounds of shit in a five pound bag. It sounds like a fucking fit. country song. <laughs> She's got damn. All right. What has been the hardest part about being a business owner or entrepreneur? I mean, just getting used to constantly being on call. I have to constantly, you know, have my phone. Um, feeling the DMs, you know, not taking things personally. People are like, it's business, it's not personal. But like, when it's your business, it's like an extension of yourself. It is like the most personal thing you can do. It's like, um, were you ever in like bands or anything? Yes, I was. Yeah, me too. I'm just, you know, showing some of your music, even just telling someone your band name is mm -hmm. like so vulnerable. You yeah, know? the whole thing is because it's, you know, it's like art that you're. Yeah. Here you go. And but your business is like sort of an art as well. Oh, I agree. It's like you've designed this whole thing. You've created this experience. You've made these recipes. You have worked tirelessly to do this. And then someone's just going to be like, I don't like it. Or just be like, I don't like it. I'm not going to try it. You're kind of like, it hurts a little bit. Yeah. So like not taking things personally yeah. in the beginning 
Oh my God. The first day I opened my food truck, this guy, it's called baby blue pizza. This guy walks up to the food truck, sticks his head in and is like, this is the worst name for a business I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, man, you got to change it. You got to change it. And I was just like, I could just like stand there and stare at him. And then actually this guy's bus stop was like a half a block away. So I would see him every day and just be reminded of like this guy fucking, you know, everyone has a strong opinion. They will tell you about it. You have to just understand, like, remember your mission. Remember, like, there's a reason you're doing this. There's a reason you enjoy doing it. But yeah, it's difficult. And then also having tough conversations with like employees where you're like, yeah, hey, I got to have like a serious talk. Things aren't going well. Like these things need to change. Um, That was never really in my personality type. So I have it to learn to like kind of be a hard ass sometimes, which sucks. Um, But I don't know. Keeps the lights on, keeps the doors open. You just got to do it. Before I forget, you mentioned uh, like a plant-based pepperoni. Do you make your own or do you use one? We were making our own for a very long time, Um, but we just couldn't keep up with the demand between making the dough part, making the dough, making the other meats and stuff. So now we use a beehive. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you guys? We make our own. Yeah. Uh, beehive is great though. Yeah. Beehive is great. And, and Diane, mm-hmm. that whole crew is great. So do you make it and cut it your, like cut it on a meat slicer too? Yeah. I think yeah. cutting it sucks the most. Cutting Everyone is the worst. fucking hates it. Does, and it sh- does it like shoot off kind of in your face sometimes? No, it doesn't oh. shoot off. It, uh, but it, it's a shitty process. Yeah, it's just sucks. like fucking going. It's we make it out of pea protein. It's okay. gluten free. It's oh, it's gluten free. It's G. Our the we our seitan is not, but our yeah. our uh, we just call it pea protein circles. I'm on this whole tip of not calling things what they aren't. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, it probably will bite me in the ass, and people will be like, "What the fuck's a pea protein circle?" But yeah, it's it's definitely not pepperoni. It's a pea protein. It's a pea circle. protein circle. Oh, that doesn't sound appetizing. Well, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, you know, order some fucking broccolini. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, ours when we made ours, it was made out of seitan and just like a thousand spices. Yeah, um, but this, you can make a pretty good seitan like version of pepperoni. Yeah, people loved it. It was cool, but yeah, we just so much work so much work it was really tough and our um our shop is really small um, yeah and it's like we're when you're boiling that off for like an hour hour and a half it's just like creates an atmosphere yeah yeah you don't want that atmosphere. do you want multiple units so i kind of go back and forth on it where it's like when times are good i'm like this is the best like absolutely but also right now I'm really enjoying my work-life balance where it's like, I am having like, in theory, I have like two days off a week where I don't go into the shop. Oftentimes I'll end up doing something, but mm-hmm. it's like, that's on me where it's like, I could put this off until Monday, but I'm just like kind of conditioned to be like, oh, I'm going to just go take care of this real quick. But my work-life balance is pretty sick right now. Um, I don't want to open another one. In my head, I was like, I have to just jump at every, any and every opportunity that comes my way. But now I'm like, I have parameters for what I would do if another shop came my way. It has to be second gen restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know, preferably second gen pizzeria, you know, Um, that might be asking a little much. But yeah, I mean, it's not out of the question. Uh, For a while, I was like, absolutely. It's just a matter of, you know, when, not if. Yeah. But um, things are going really well at the shop. And so it's like. I'm kind of enjoying that right now where it's like, I feel like we've been working for three years to get to a point where it's like, all right, it's cruising. I can leave for a week. You know, the staff is awesome. People know how things are supposed to go. Um, Everyone is like super trustworthy. I'm not like worried about anything like that. So I'm down to do it. I also would have to learn more about having two shops and like being like a manager in that aspect. Yeah. You know, because then you have to delegate more and delegating is not like my strong suit. Um, So like, yeah. My answer is maybe. Yeah, probably. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I think ideally I'd want I want two more. Yeah. Yeah. Three hot tongues. Three hot tongues and see where that goes. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good number right there. I Um, I think three is I'd like to go to. Studio City, yeah, and then maybe farther to the west side, and yeah. See how that works. 
we get people in being like, you got to open up in Seattle. There's not enough vegan food up in Seattle, which would be cool. But opening one in like a city that's three hours away would be like, I don't understand how that works. Well, yeah, I don't know how people do it either. I mean, I was talking to Roy uh, from uh, Donna Jean mm -hmm. and, you know, he's up in LA once a week, but you know, he's got a good infrastructure. Yeah. He's got his place in San Diego and, and I, I mean, that's basically two and a half hours, yeah. but I, he makes it work. Yeah. But same with Mark from square pie guys. Like when I was down there a few weeks ago, he was saying like, by the end of the year, they're going to have like two more spots. He's doing like, some crazy shit with like these ghost kitchen things. Yeah. Dude, got, his operation is nuts. Yeah. Mark is a very nice guy. He's so nice. I like met him online too, like on Instagram, just from like asking him questions. When I was getting into making Detroit style pizza, yeah, I just like DM'd him out of nowhere, and he was like, "Yo, here's my number. Like, text me, call me, whatever." Yeah. Um. So yeah, we become buds, and he's been up a couple times to the shop, and like I said, I bought that oven off of him. Pizza Man 420. Pizza Man 420, dude, and he runs the pizza account now too. I know. Yeah, he's a pizza baller. Yeah. The dude. Uh. Yeah. He's. He's kind of got this thing about him where it's like he's I find like most pizza shops either were started by like a pizza nerd and you can tell like, oh, this is amazing. Or like a business person who's like, I know how to run a business, you know, and Mark has like both of those things. Yeah. Where it's like I'm learning how to be a business person and um, and like that whole world. But Mark has both of those things in spades. So I'm just like, that's I'm very stoked for all the successes for him. Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. It's and it's nice because he has those his resources that he he shares openly yeah. you know what yeah. I mean I love the pizza community like everyone is pretty open like that or like that I've run into people are like just kind of open and like hey let's help each other you know yeah I would say like 90% of people in this community are like down to clown yeah whatever you want yeah running your own business is like kind of a lonely road you know it is so like the minute you get to encounter somebody who maybe has the same woes as you yeah. it's like oh man like yeah me too yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've, I've been spit on yeah or whatever <laughs> fucking fucked up <laughs> shit happened on. that yeah. week you know <laughs> yeah oh yeah somebody threw pizza in my fucking head one time yeah or i had an employee crash my car after <laughs> they stole it drinking <laughs> but yeah so i feel like when you you know, the camaraderie is amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's so lonely sometimes. So it's like other people know what you're going through. You can make friends that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they understand you, like your schedule is insane and like might change in a second. Yeah. And we'll have plans and it's like, oh, actually like the soda machine broke. Got to go fix the soda machine. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, it's definitely good to have those people to talk to. Yeah. Cause you don't do that, man. You start hitting the bottle. A little too hard. Charlie Friday. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have a, a favorite pizza? Well, we just talked about Mark, so I'm not even a fuck. I'll just say everyone go check out fucking Pizza Man 420 pizza account. Yeah. Mark Pizza. Mark's a good dude. Great dude. Is there a failure in your career that you can share that taught you something or helped you grow? I mean, I don't know so much as like a failure. I mean, I sold Baby Blue, so like that could be considered a failure. Well, the way you look at it. Yeah. yeah. I don't because the idea with the food truck was always a stepping stone to a brick and mortar. You know, the mm -hmm. food truck was just a lot more accessible at the time. It's a lot less expensive to start a food truck. Um, I mean, not so much failures. It's kind of like what I said earlier, where it's like, you just have to be a problem solver and be like, shit's going to go wrong all the time. Like the second month open, the food truck caught on fire. Um, have a fire extinguisher in your restaurant in your food truck. Um, also, I think it's the law. So I was going to say that, yeah. that's pretty much the law. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> that's great advice and also a legality. Yeah. Uh, follow the law, folks. Most of the time. Um, but yeah, it's just about like, not necessarily a failure. It's just when problems come your way, you have to be able to solve them. Um, I was a tattoo artist for a brief period and that was a failure. But... Uh, failure because you failed at it or are you like just because you stopped at it or like i quit it suck? it didn't quit me okay. you know yeah. i quit it so all right yeah. well sometimes that's harder to do than it wasn't for me i had yeah. so much anxiety yeah yeah and also being that close to someone you don't know i was like i never thought about that it was weird yeah 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 you, you definitely i got a thigh tattoo recently yeah. and they have to get all up in there it's all up in there yeah yeah so 
but I have a great relationship with my tattoo artist. Shout out Hannah Darkheart. Yes. At El Clasico. Incredible work. Shout out Virginia Hicks at Holy Oak Tattoo, Portland, Oregon. All right. Yeah. We're just two tattooed vegan dudes. You you know, know? the coolest two dudes you've ever met. I think we might start a a band right now. (laughs) Yeah. I think there there might be an album coming soon. I'm thinking like alt rock fucking country. There it is. Bandcamp Friday. You can download our on Fridays. All the money goes to the artist. That's right. That'll be us. And our, our band name is literally called Charlie Fridays. Charlie Fridays. There it is. Oh my God. I actually joke with Scotty and uh, Will up in Portland about starting a, because they're pizza dudes too. Yeah. Starting a band or something called The Doman. What do you play? Oh, I'm a front man. Oh, a multi-instrumentalist. That's right. All right. But uh, just give me a microphone. Okay, I was going to say, can we get you on the the box? Just give me a check one, two. (laughs) And uh, we'll be entertaining. Yeah. You ever seen Mick Jagger? (laughs) <laughs> never heard he's okay you know what i'm saying he's got okay moves yeah Mick Jagger. yeah sounds contemporary yeah he's all right yeah the doman yeah all right i well, mean as a field musician too man but i opened up for mac to marco did i mention that yeah uh, this <laughs> <laughs> do you still have music online yeah where, where we go to stream that Mo- uh spotify okay moth light m-o-t-h-l-i-g-h-t when i was living in la that was the band moth light let's yeah. go fucking get this guy to a million streams million streams uh chairs missing that was another band okay baby buffalo what kind of music was this uh moth light was like um dream pop synthesizers i played i played drums played to a click there was like samples stuff like that going on that was really cool. Very dreamy. Chairs Missing was like a broken down version of like Arcade Fire. Okay. You know, um, Baby Buffalo was like kind of like synth pop stuff too. Baby Buffalo. Love yeah. Um, I'm like in a very loose band up in Portland called uh, Safari Club. It's like garage rock. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So that's kind of like my thing though, is I like like garage rock, just kind of like rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but everyone always needs a drummer, so you can kind of find your way into mm-hmm. any sort of band. The rhythm section is easy. You just there jump right in. So easy. So important. Anyone can do it. <laughs> Anyone can be a drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bassist. Yeah. Name one bassist. <laughs> uh, Victor Hwooten. Uh yeah, you, you lost me there. You don't know Victor Wooten? Mm-mm. Okay. Who is he? A bassist. He's a bassist? Yeah. Oh, then I don't know him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only bassist that I could probably yeah. tell you, like, off top is uh, either Thundercat or... Thundercat. Uh, there he is. One. Uh, 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 Mark Hoppus. Two. Yeah. Those are the most important bassists in the world, yeah, right? Yeah. I think those are the only ones. Yeah. Everyone, I'm pretty sure they're in every band. Yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin? Who? Uh, all right. What do you think good startup money for your business model is? Like how much do you need? Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on what you want to do. Like, are you doing a build out? Because if you're doing a build out, I mean, you're going to need half a million dollars maybe. Okay. You know? Um, and everything is so much more expensive now than it was three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I started Boxcar with $10,000. And then my landlord, who was super cool, lent me $5,000. He's like, you can just pay this back to me. <sighs> Sick. Kevin Cavanaugh. Shout out Kevin Cavanaugh. He Shout out. Unlike, he's got a TED Talk. Watch it. He's oh, unlike any okay. landlord you've get, ever met. Most, most landlords do not have TED Talks. No. Because TED Talks, you usually assume they're a good person. Yeah. When my ovens broke, I was like, all right, I'm closed for two months while I can order these new ovens. He emails me. I didn't email him. He emails me. Hey, saw your ovens broke. Don't worry about rent while you're, while you're down. Can we all be a little bit more forgiving? Can't we? What's his name again? Let's Kevin show. Kavanaugh. Kevin Kavanaugh. I'll be listening Gor- to his TED Talk yeah. in about an hour. <laughs> Guerrilla Development. Okay. That's his development thing. GD. GD. All right. The most um, important question of this podcast. What is the greatest band or musician of all time and why? The greatest band or musician of all time and why? I mean, a constant favorite band I have is Twin Peaks. Oh, yes. They're great. Yeah. That's kind of why I named Baby Blue, Baby Blue. Mm-hmm. Um they have a song called Baby Blue. I love them. They've kind of been a constant they're, love of mine. so good. For a long time. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Twin Peaks is my favorite band. But I did see Blink-22 the other night, like I told you. Yep. And they still got it. Still got it. You know, they still got it. Hometown Heroes. Love that band. I've listened to them forever. But yeah, I would say Twin Peaks is like my favorite band. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Greatest great, musician. It's a great band. Uh, Alex Coons from Hot Tongue Pizza. Lex Condon. From uh, the band Friday Charlie Town. Friday. Charlie, Charlie Friday's <laughs> yeah. and Opener's Doughman will there be playing at the Palladium <laughs> later this summer. Please come. Uh, Mac DeMarco may be doing an acoustic set uh, outside in the parking lot. I've been DMing him constantly. He does not respond. I think he's going to come. Yeah. All right, dude, where do we go to get in touch? Uh, Instagram, Boxcar Pizza. Uh, boxcarpizza at gmail.com. If you want my phone number, I will give it to you. Hell yeah. Uh, Don't do that. Five, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Instagram is the best. I'm also on TikTok, but I'm not super active on it. The best content I ever posted was this phone call I got about this that like, free shit, piano. That's dude. who I thought. Charlie Friday was. Oh, I wish. I, I also thought that was fake. I was like, this is the most genius shit in dude. the world. I was like, this has got to be fake. He's like, yeah, I'll come by myself. Like, yeah. I don't need any help. Don't I'll, even be yeah, in the don't area. Even, don't even be there. I'm coming to get this fucking piano. I live 550. Yeah. I know. I, I did live 550. No problems. <laughs> and another thing about me, no problems. <laughs> All right. Go check out Boxcar on TikTok just to fucking listen to that. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you for taking some time on your vacation to come up here. Happy to do it. If you're in Portland, fucking go to Boxcar. Also, thanks for being the first guest outside of LA County. Hey, man. And what, as soon as we booked the tickets, I was like, I got to have Alex. I'm glad you did. This thank was you. fantastic. We got a band going. Like, I think my life has got a new trajectory. Things are going pretty good for we us. Talked I'm not going to lie. Empathy. Yeah. Let's, let's end it there. Thank you, dude. Thank you. All right. All right. I want to know.